Thank you so much for choosing this podcast for the BJSM community. You'll be hearing from Professor Peter Krustrup from Denmark, who has converted football training into a broad spectrum medicine. That's to say, he's organised football training, not matches, for people with conditions such as osteoporosis and diabetes to allow them to gain the benefits of exercise in the fun setting of football. Dr. Marcus Agostino from Portugal is the host of the podcast asking the questions. His first question was, Peter, how did this endeavour to turn football training into medicine begin? It began with pilot studies on football for health for 15 years ago and uh, I've now been involved in 130 scientific articles looking into uh, the fitness and health effects of recreational football uh, for for children, for youth, for adults, for elderly and for patient groups. And uh, we've been looking into the um, intensity of the sport, the movement patterns uh, of the sport uh, and how that uh, influences the uh, physiological adaptations to the sport both in short and long terms and also uh, whether it can be used as prevention and treatment of lifestyle diseases. And um, the results are, and I've just uh, presented this at uh, this first international football is medicine conference here in Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, It is that football is indeed an effective combination of three types of training. It's strength training, endurance training, and aerobic high intensity interval training at the same time, uh, thereby providing an optimal stimuli of the cardiovascular fitness, the uh, metabolic fitness, but also the musculoskeletal fitness. Altogether, uh, we conclude that football is broad spectrum uh, medicine, that it uh, increases the maximum oxygen uptake a lot, decreases blood pressure, uh, just as good as medication, uh, altogether providing uh, what we would estimate as a, a 50% reduction in the risk of cardiovascular disease. And uh, on top of that, several uh, other positive effects uh, that uh, improve the cardiovascular uh, health status. And, um, and uh, that is really important with physical activity as uh, you know, on British Journal of Sports Medicine, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic tool to improve uh, health and fitness in a broad-spectred way and also to uh, counteract many of, of the health issues and problems that we see occurring for, mm-hmm. for the same patients. Mm-hmm. Many of the type 2 uh, diabetics uh, are obese and they have... Uh, um, very poor aerobic fitness and they have a high blood pressure and they have problems with their glucose tolerance at the same time. And, uh, and we see that an activity like football can actually counteract many of these problems. And uh, on top of that, many, many uh, participants playing football fitness uh, consider it uh, fun and joyful mm-hmm. and social. And uh, obviously, that's also very different from taking a pill. Yeah, but I guess that's that's basically the the, the factor here that 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 weighs it in more. It's the it's the social aspect. It's the it's the recreational aspect. It's the fun aspect that makes it all the difference. Um, 
I guess I could sense maybe some recommended guidelines will eventually be in the future, like some recommendations on how many times per week, hour each session maybe will be coming up from, from this, all this research? In a close collaboration with, uh, with the Danish FA and the Danish uh, Sports Confederation, we have developed uh, a coaches course right. that can uh, cope with uh, football fitness for, um, for uh, couch potatoes, uh, using it as prevention but also specific uh, modified programs for uh, men and women with cardiovascular disease, uh, type 2 diabetes, and, uh, and also um, osteopenia. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also have programs running in Denmark where 70, 80, and 90-year-old people are actually playing football, uh, but in a modified way, right. so that uh, we still keep the joyful and social elements that we still have uh, a multifaceted uh, type of uh, training, uh, but, um, but at the same time, we are well aware of, of the fact that we are interested in minimizing the risk of injuries, because for any medicine, we have to consider uh, the side effects, the negative side effects, and uh, in football and other sports, uh, we obviously have to be aware of the injury risk, Mm -hmm. and, um, and by modifying the game as much as we have, we can see that the injury risk is relatively low, even for, uh, for patient groups and elderly. And um, that is because uh, the football fitness concept is based on training sessions, very uh, controlled training se sessions uh, with the proper warm-up and on small pitches, right, right. and no games, no competitive games. Right. And we know from a lot of uh, research, uh, also uh, meta-analysis from British Journal of Sports Medicine, that the number of injuries in training compared to games is only one-fifth to one-twelfth. Right. Mm -hmm. And that uh, our um, uh, warm-up programs are uh, also uh, uh, effectful in actually minimizing the risk of, uh, of injuries. And uh, likewise, we have rule changes in many of the games so that uh, if elderly women with um, osteopenia play football, they are not allowed to touch on top of the ball mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, to avoid uh, tripping. And uh, in some cases, we also uh, start up with walking football uh, in, in, uh, in a phase where they are prepared to move on to, uh, to normal football. Okay. And in many cases also uh, being used, the walking football, for, uh, for the warm-up. So, uh, so that uh, we gradually increase uh, the training intensity for, for these patient groups. Okay, so that's something important that you mentioned because sometimes we might have the, the, the wrong idea that walking football is the same as football fitness and we can use that interchangeably, but it is not. Uh, it's not the same and uh, we have uh, recent research uh, looking into the intensity of walking mm -hmm, football mm -hmm. compared to football fitness okay. and, and we see that the intensity is somewhere halfway between normal walking and football fitness, okay, okay. Uh, meaning that it is still good endurance training. We do see more impact in walking football compared to normal walking. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it's uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of the aerobic loading, yeah, not it's much, much, as much less, right, and also possible. the impact is also much less. And, and, and we know from uh, several recent <coughs> Uh, studies that that the activity pattern and the intensity of the play is really important for the outcome. For example, in the study by uh, Jakob Ut and, uh, and and colleagues published in 
in 2014. Uh, we, and 15, uh, we saw um, a correlation between the number of sudden stops uh, and, the, um, and the improvements in uh, bone mineralization. Mm -hmm. So uh, definitely the impact is important to, uh, to achieve the large changes in, uh, in bone mineralization and muscle mass. Yeah, it's what makes the difference. It, it, it does make a difference. But uh, of course, if you have uh, patient groups with uh, very low physical capacity, mm -hmm. very poor postural balance, uh, it's much better to, uh, to uh, offer right, right. Uh, walking football right. compared to normal walking. Right, right. It's better to do something than nothing at all. That's yes, and, it, and it's better to do something that is uh, intense if you are able to do it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And in many cases you can adjust uh, the game so that it is uh, intense compared to, uh, to the loading that, uh, that this patient is uh, used to. And, uh, and if you can uh, combine that as I said, with the joyful elements, uh, the, uh, the uh, camaraderie, then there's a really big chance in actually uh, uh, getting adherence to the sport. Mm -hmm. And the sports sociologists and the sports uh, psychologists uh, also presenting at this uh, Football is Medicine uh, conference have um, told me that uh, when you recruit participants and patients for football fitness, uh, the health aspect is really important. Right. But for adherence, it's much more about uh, uh, inner motivation, yep, yep. Uh, intrinsic, intrinsic motivation. Yeah, that's that's the right word. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also um, a matter of uh, going from I stories to we stories, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, the the social interaction, the social capital that is built through uh, group exercise and through uh, teamwork. Uh, is actually really important for, for adherence. Thanks to Dr. Marcus Agostino for organising that recording at the first World Conference on Footballers' Medicine, which took place in Lisbon, Portugal in 2018. Professor Peter Krustrup is really making a massive contribution to implementing exercise for health in real life. The second International Footballers' Medicine Conference will take place in Odense, Denmark, in January 25 and 26, 2019, and keep an eye out on BJSM Facebook and Twitter for details of that event. I hope you enjoyed that bright spot of exercise in real life as much as I did, and I hope you get a chance to kick a ball or otherwise have an active day. <laughs> <laughs>